Hello, and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Brock Meyer. Todd, I loved hearing your heart. And uh, I leaned over and whispered to Andrew, we've got to get him up here on a Sunday morning. Get him preaching. What do you think, Terry? No? Not going to happen? Might have to get Terry up here. I loved it, man. That's just rich. Isn't that good? Just to be transformed by the power of love. I'm going to go into my job differently. I'm going to impact people's lives for sure. Uh, Randy, loved hearing you share. Um, And we are stingy about our Pop-Tarts around here. (laughs) I uh, also just want to say a special thank you to Joe and Bobby. They are committed to Randy, and they drive and pick him up and bring him, and, um, and there's a sacrifice that to, uh, to invest into people. And so and I know that Randy's heart is just so open to you guys, and, and uh, it's just cool. It's just neat to see the whole story of what's going on here. Randy, we love having you. Sometimes I start shaking, and I just need to learn to sit down like you did. But we're Quakers, and we're supposed to quake and shake. So as we start here this morning, I want to say a special hello to John Starkey, who's listening online. John, it's time that you get here, all right? Stop listening online and show up on Sunday morning. Uh, John, and sing in the choir, exactly, yeah. John says that he listens to all of our messages, and uh, we need him in the choir, exactly. I want to preach a message to you this morning um, entitled, Order timing and execution and more than just preaching a message I believe that this could be a word of the Lord for people in specific seasons of life that you could be living in and how many of y'all know life happens in seasons it comes in childhood and adolescence and young adulthood and adulthood and we become seniors and we just kind of go through this different seasons of life as we age and is it just the same old, same old all of the time? Or does God transition us over the course of time? And do we need to act appropriately when those seasons and those times are shifting? Should we be in tune with what God is saying? And should we act? Should we jump when he says to jump? Anybody ever play the jump rope game Double Dutch? Anybody ever had those? They have two big jump ropes and you have one person on either side and they're swinging these jump ropes if you could go back one slide here Jackson and and here's a here's a picture of of a few girls playing double dutch anybody play I want to see we've got a few of you out there how many of y'all been smacked in the nose by missing the timing of that rope and so usually and I don't know why and I just feel so weird doing this but this is usually what I would do and I would just time it try to do it, jump in and get smacked right in the face. Whoa, where did that come from? And why is there a hard piece of plastic in the middle of that jump rope? Playing double dutch requires, there's a, there's a rhythm to it, right? There's a, there's a certain order in which those jump ropes are going to come around. And if you don't seize the moment whenever that opportunity comes at that right time, you missed out, right? And you get smacked for it. 
and the timing, and I got to know when to execute. I got to know when to jump in to whenever that season is coming around. And so maybe we're transitioning some seasons in life, and maybe we're saying, God, what's that next thing that's coming? And I want to have my ear to the ground. I want to be tuned in to what you are doing. And I don't want to jump too soon, and I don't want to jump too late. I don't want to miss it. I want to walk through that door right when you open it. And not to, not to kick doors wide open. No, God will open doors that no man can shut. God will shut doors that no man can open. And I just got to trust the timing of the Lord. And I'm not sure if you're like me, but I think many times God is late. He is not on the right time that I need him to. God, I need you to act on this thing. I need an answer. I want this resolved. I want the marriage fixed. I want my kids to turn. I want the job to open. I want the promotion. Why didn't all this stuff happen? God, where are you? You were asleep in the bottom of my boat. While the storms of life were coming in, I really needed a different season of life right now. And we try to be God's advisors. Last time I was trying to give God advice, he says, I'm good, son. Don't need your counsel on this one. Trust my timing. I've got things in order. And there's an order to it. And if we can rest and trust in his goodness, we'll find the right timing of the Lord. Would you all flip with me to John chapter 12? Verse 23, if you're using our Bibles here, it's page 762, 762, John chapter 12, and we'll start in verse 23. Just to give you a little bit of context, what's happening is Jesus has just come back into Jerusalem in the triumphant entry, and it's and it's, they had the Palm Sunday, right? And everybody's celebrating Jesus' um, triumphant entry is kind of what's happening. And all this sort of just fun stuff is going wild right now. And it says, no longer do the Jews want to hear about you, Jesus. Now the Gentiles and the Greeks, they're asking, who is this guy? And they're starting to believe in you. And Jesus responds with this in verse 23. The hour has come. That tells me that there's a certain time. There's a certain timing that he was waiting for. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world, he will keep it for eternal life whoever serves me must follow me where I am my servant also will be my father will honor the one who serves me when Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 he said come to me all who are weary and heavy laden I will give you rest Take my yoke upon me, learn from me, or take my yoke upon you, learn from me, I am humble in heart. And he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, and whenever we come into Jesus to be yoked with him, how they would do this is there would be two oxen, usually one as a sage and one as a young buck, and they would put them together, and the sage had a certain rhythm to him. He's like, I've been doing this for years, son, learn the game. And the other one would just be wild and just be, you know, wanting to get after it and had all this strength and fortitude and power. And the sage said, you're burning your strength. It ain't going to work. Just walk with me. Find the rhythms. 
find the rhythm. This thing can get really easy if you just find the rhythm. And if you're not in the right rhythm, it's going to be really hard. Anybody ever had life hard sometimes? When we get things out of order, life can get hard. That's why we shouldn't spend our money before we tithe. It's out of order. We shouldn't have children before we get married. It's just out of order. Life can get really hard. Not that God can't redeem something that's out of order, but it's easier when it's in order. Are y'all with me? It's easy to pull your car into the garage when that garage is organized. Ask me. That's why my car sit outside. <laughs> it's hard to get a car in there. It's out of order. And I'll tell you this. If God's going to bring blessing in places of your life that are out of order, when things get magnified, when, when, when disorder is magnified, it's chaos. Disorder magnified is chaos. That's why people that can't handle money hit the lottery and next year they're broke. It wasn't that they needed more money. They needed, they needed order in their life on how to organize and handle finances. Y'all with me? So to bring order. So God says, I want to do some awesome things in your life that we need to bring some order. And when things are out of order in the home or out of order in your organization, they're out of order in your business, they're out of order with your employees, whatever, things are out of order, and then there's going to be some increase come, it's going to be craziness. Also, I know that this is true. Timing will come if things are in order or not. But if you're out of order and your time is now, you are not ready to execute. For example, there's been times whenever I've wanted to maybe invest in something and I didn't have the money to do it. You know why? Because I bought four-wheelers. And they're awesome. And we have a blast with it. And it's great. And yet this timing came and an opportunity came and I wasn't able to seize the right. I wasn't able to execute because I missed the time. Y'all tracking with me. There might be things that are going to come your way. There are going to be seasons of life that will come your way. And here's what God is, is saying in this scripture. He says there's an order. He says that when seed goes in the ground, it's seed, time, and then harvest. We're in harvest season. You just don't waltz into harvest season. Hey, it's October. We're supposed to harvest something. Hopefully you were getting busy in March and in April, putting some seed into the ground. There's an order to this thing. You don't harvest and then go plant. You don't play all of your games and then start practicing. There's an order. Tracking? So then whenever the time comes, I'm able to seize this. And he says, here's the deal is whenever a seed goes into the ground and it dies, those that are willing to lay their lives down, those that are willing to, to not love their lives so much that they can't lay it down in sacrificial living and giving to something else. Jesus says, in that place, when a seed is in the ground and it dies, in that place, it comes fully alive. Because all of those that love life too much and they're all about themselves, if you continue to serve yourself, you will be all by yourself. And life can get really lonely after a while when it's only about me and mine and my little deal. But when life becomes about others, it becomes exponentially bigger. Are y'all with me? And so he says, whenever we can lay our lives down, there's going to be awesome opportunity. And he says that seed will die and become many. It will reproduce and explode. Here's also what's powerful about this. And I heard T.D. Jakes and uh, Stephen Furtick talk about this. They were talking about the power of, of the, uh, the, the timings of the promise that God can make to you 
and the reality of whenever that promise comes to fruition. For example, usually there's a promise, and then you get buried. There's some sort of a pit. The promise, the pit, before the palace. So, for example, maybe it's Joseph, and Joseph, he has this promise of the favored son. He gets the coat of many colors. He gets this blessing from God, right? He gets all of this stuff, and his brothers say, great, cool story, bro, and throw him into a pit, only to show up at Potiphar's house, and Potiphar says, hey, uh, you're loving on my wife a little too much, you're a little too close, throws him into the prison, right, before he's able to make it to the palace. We see David, he gets the promise of being the king. Cool. Out to pasture for 14 years before he gets the promise of being the king. Fascinating stuff. A seed has to go into this hole, into a pit, into the ground. Ca Dave, David had to go to the cave of Adullam into this hole in the ground. Anybody ever feel like, I thought I had a promise. When's the timing of that going to come? When am I going to, okay, here comes this rope. Here it comes. When's the timing? I'm tired of waiting. When's the transition season going to happen that I can execute? Jesus, who's the prophesied savior of the world, is dead and thrown into a hole in a grave. And there was a timing three days, there's a certain time before he was be able to execute on what God was doing for him. Sometimes we find ourselves in these dark seasons where it's just a hole. I want to encourage you that the promise still stands. I want to encourage your faith that God hasn't given up on what he has declared over your life. And to keep our ear tuned to the ground. God, what are the times in which you have me? What are the seasons maybe on which you have me? Maybe it's, it's waiting for marriage. I, 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 I wanted to get married. I wasn't interested in the dating game. I want to get married. I want to get married. Maybe it's, God, I, I hope to stay married. God, I don't know how to do this, but I want to stay married. I need a breakthrough in this. God, my, my spouse or my uh, children, they're sick, and we need a breakthrough in this thing. I just feel like there's a darkness that's going on. I don't know what those different seasons of life that could be testing our faith. But to say, God, I want you to, to have this some sort of a breakthrough in my life. There's a couple of people that I that I work with, and they for for one guy in particular, he had gotten some things out of order in life. Was married, had a couple children and got interested in someone outside of marriage. Ended up wrecking and ruining the marriage. She's gone, takes the kids. And this guy within the company just continues to just double down and to get just to hustle and to work and gets a promotion and gets this sort of a spot, but potentially could be maxed out in this season of life because he's connected to his children. And there are times and opportunities that come that he's not able to jump on. For example, right now in TLC, we're opening up more nursing homes in Florida. They call Florida Heaven's Waiting Room. <laughs> Everyone's going to Florida and then they die. So maybe some service needs to be brought there in some nursing homes. And who's going to open Florida? Not him. He said, I got kids. He said, now it's just easy. I can just drive over and see him. I'm going to miss out 
if I leave. I've got to get an airplane ticket home to, right? You miss opportunities if you're out of order. There's another guy in the company. It's just fun to watch because there's a patience on his spirit where he just rests and he just waits. And then another opportunity comes and he can't remember the last time that he filled out an application for a job because God just opens the doors. And he's not striving, he's not stressing. We're not trying to build a church. It's the Lord that will build his house. The laborers, they labor in vain. We're resting and trusting in the Lord. God, what's your timing? We're getting into the rhythms of your grace. We're walking in stride. I want to be yoked with you in this thing. And if we jump too early, you jump into a wrong investment, into a wrong relationship. And now you're in covenant. Oh, shoot. And we press things and we jump into the wrong opportunities at the wrong time. For somebody maybe out there, be patient on the timing of the Lord. And don't ever look back thinking, man, did I miss it or did I should have seized that moment? Maybe, but let's learn from it and not regret and say, God, I want to be ready for that next opportunity that's coming. What's the timing that's going to come? And it's neat. When things are in order, it makes it a lot easier to jump on opportunities when they come. I had a dream recently of Megan Stroop. And what was happening was, I could see the feet in this dream. All I could see were, were boots. I could see boots, and I could see hands holding a shovel. That's all I could see. And digging this hole as dirt was getting flung over to the side. That's all I could see. For a while, just shoveling, shoveling, shoveling. Boots and hands. And then they grabbed Megan and threw her into this hole. And I'm like... You know, it's like, I want to save her and I want to jump in. And then I just see these boots and these hands putting the shovel and they're putting all of the dirt back onto her, burying her. Then they grab, they take this water and dump it on her. And so she's suffocating underneath the ground. And I'm like, <gasps> and you know, you all know when you're like breathing heavy in your sleep. Oh my God. <gasps> and I wake up. <gasps> I even remember having to take a deep breath. <gasps> and they were burying my friend. Just looking at the seasons of life that she's had to walk through that's just been hard. They've been intense and it's been belaboursome and heavy. And then all of a sudden it hit me and it says, but, but what the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good and they weren't burying her. It was actually God that was planting her. And he was planting her in the ground and watering this soil. And up from the ground shot this little plant, this little picture. And, and there is hope, even though a tree could be cut at its root, that it could grow once again. It's Job chapter 14, that even at the scent of water, you can take an axe to the root, but at the scent of water, it will bud and it will shoot forth life again. And for some of you, I think, man, have I been in that cave? Have I been in that hole? Have I been in that dark place? And seed, time, and harvest, God's promises are not done. And I want to encourage you, church family, there's still more. And let's wait for the timing of the Lord because his day is sure and his promises are yes and amen. If we will believe in him and she is coming alive again. And that's the truth for each and every one of us this morning is that God wants to reproduce something good in our lives. Randy, there's more. Your best days are yet to come. 
there is more and you haven't been buried you've been planted and it's a perspective shift you feel like man I am breathing in I'm sucking dirt and I'm drowning no he's watering I thought I was supposed to be king why am I tending sheep what am I doing I've been promised for greatness yeah but he's grooming you in the pastures he wants to groom you in the pasture before he reveals the palace he's good He's good. He's grooming you for greatness. There's still more. There's still some more. And whenever that opportunity comes, we're going to jump. We're going to be patient. We can smile. We can just smile. We can rest. He's good. He'll be okay. And when it's time, we'll jump. My dad's here this morning. My mom and my dad. And I and, uh, just want to honor my parents. And... My dad, we're looking more and more like each other from the eyebrows up. <laughs> we're twins here. And my dad has been pastoring at Harmony Christian Church for 13, 14 years now. 14 years like David, right? In this pasture. Shepherding. And for 14 years took this church of, of Harmony from... 60, 70 people to a couple hundred people over the course of time and did this church build and did all sorts of stuff and had the influence of heaven behind him as he made a stand for the Lord and as he preached the word and got up every week faithful to serve. One of the things that, that my dad has challenged me with is he says, can you just come into a, to a flock, take them right where they're at and love them to the next level? Just love them. Just love. Find people right where they're at. Love them to the next level. For 14 years, Dad has been loving people and growing and tending and shepherding. Dad, just about a month ago, turned 66 years old. And I'll tell you, I think one of the coolest characteristics on the planet is self-awareness. To have enough awareness and humility to understand not just the order but to understand the influence. And he's been influential for a decade and a half. And he says, but I feel like there's a transition happening in my spirit. And he's been intentional to raise up a spiritual son in their youth pastor, Josh Shoemaker. And so for years and years, Josh has been serving faithfully and waiting, waiting for his timing, right? being patient and waiting and while dad has been waiting and patient for his time he says now's the time and over the course of this last year I've been working on a transition timing of transitioning the, the church over to Josh Shoemaker just a couple weeks ago my dad transitioned the church and is no longer the head pastor Josh Shoemaker is the head pastor and he knew the times and the seasons of life have shifted and I have enough humility to not hang on to and to say no this thing is mine and I want to be the man and I'm going to be the face of it and I'm going to be the voice of it here's what's cool is sometimes you realize I'm no longer the face I'm the thing behind the face I'm the mind I'm the thinker I'm the creator I'm the sage I'm the wise man and it's time for somebody else to be the face and the voice but the time has shifted and I'm going to execute and make a decision on this thing. And it's time to go. Isn't that fascinating? And to be able to have that much 
to have that much humility and awareness to say it's time to transition, it's time to, to shift. I know as grandparents, sometimes it's hard to maybe give up some things, and I'm not saying that anybody should give up. I'm saying that we should realize what season we're in, and sometimes we move to the sage where we can influence and have maybe even greater influence by being the one behind the scenes, moving and operating. Y'all know that you see the glove move, but let's not be confused. There's something inside that glove that's moving and shaking and making some things happen. There's a transition that can come and that can take place. And I just want to honor my dad. Enough awareness and humility and the timing to be tuned into the Lord to know when to transition. In Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 29, it says, The glory of the young man is in his strength and his energy to get up and get after it. The glory of the old man is in his gray hair or no hair. <laughs> the glory is in the wisdom and experience, right? The glory is found in, hey, I got some white hairs that you could learn from. I got a few more whiskers that you could glean from. And he says, you've got the strength. I've got the wisdom. And married together is the glory of God. I truly believe that to be the case. Kathy mentioned that I brought this violin up here, and I'm going to show you how gifted and skilled I am in music. Y'all want to see something? pretty awesome watch this might want to cover your ears listen to this huh good yeah yeah thank you thank you guys hey there's only four there's only four strings on this and there's four strings that can make amazing and beautiful music and then there's what I can do and I can get everything all out of order there's no rhythm there's no timing to it but I'm going to execute it I'm just going to kick the doors wide open and just go for it and whatever right and then you could put it in the hands of somebody that knows what they're doing and Alyssa could come up and we could just have a Holy Ghost hoedown right here do a little Cotton Eye Joe or something like that. Some of us, we need to know, God's not done, but maybe I need to transition in what I'm doing. And at the timings and the seasons of life, God, I want to know, what are the seasons? And if I go into the ground, I want there to be many that come. I want the influence of my life to be much. And I, God's not done, I'll tell you this, if there's still oxygen in your lungs, there's still purpose for your life. And God's still working it out. He's still producing some things in you. And as we transition through the seasons of life, I want to jump on them. I want to execute. I want to be in the right rhythm, and I want to jump in and double-dutch this thing. In Genesis chapter 49, it's Jacob at the end of his days, and Jacob is, is giving prophecies over his sons. And he says, Benjamin, he's a ravenous wolf. 
He devours in the morning. And he divides in the evening. There's a timing. See, there's a timing. In the morning is a time. In the evening there's a time. In the morning he devours and he gets after it. And in the evening he divides the spoils. And if we don't get after it in our morning years, there'll be nothing to divide at the end of our lives. I want to encourage us that glory, strength that some of you got to get after it. Hard to get after it. To jump on those opportunities, to seize the moments, to execute while the opportunity is here. That window of time is closing. I'm surrounded by it every day in nursing homes. People are 90 and 100 years old and it's over and full of regret and they can't go back. It's done. They had a moment. Y'all realize that there's three months left of this decade? Not this year. Decade. Gone. Y2K? 20 years ago. You should have took that opportunity. You should have took the risk. You could have made up for it after 20 years. Seize the moment while the moment is in front of you. And it's called life. To get after it. And God produced something within my life. God, use me, shake me, shape me, do something with my life. I'll end with this. A few years ago, actually, it's, golly, 15 years ago-ish, I was in college, and I thought it would be an amazing idea if I used this product called Nair. <laughs> Any women, you ever use Nair just to wipe that hair out? Joe, you're looking at me kind of funny. <laughs> I thought I was going to go bare-chested. I was going to nair this thing. And so I put nair all over my chest. And so I read the instructions, and it says, spread generously. It's like, oh, God. You know when you're at the end of the tube, and it makes that noise? And it kind of winds down a little bit like that got this thing just lathered up I am going all over the place right and what it does is for all of you that don't know your pores open up this stuff crawls inside and throws a party is what happens anarchy is going on like crazy it kills the hair at the root roots are not on the outside roots are on the inside way down deep in that soil is where those roots are and so it's got to crawl in there and it starts gnawing at your body it goes like this on the inside. And there's two particular regions that have more open pores than others. Those two. Not realizing that, oh, shoot, and it is just drinking it in like a starving horse. Just drinking. Like a camel. It's got like a second stomach, and it starts drinking it again. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And it is just on fire. I'm like, Whoa. It is in fuego, and I'm looking in the mirror, and I've got to, like, self-determine. I am going to get the chest of Matthew McConaughey if I can look deep enough into this mirror. I'm focused. I'm locked in, and just fire is coming out of my chest as I look at this thing. And it says you got to leave it on for, like, three or four minutes, you know, whatever. And then it says, and then just grab a cloth or a tissue and wipe away firmly. So I wipe down this perfect... I mean, just a landing pad. It was unbelievable. Right there, I'm like, oh, 
that's cool. So I start wiping it off. All of a sudden, I mean, it is just slick and smooth and awesome. I'm like, wow, that is cool. I got to get this stuff off. I hop into the shower. Not supposed to get in the shower. Hop in the shower, and all my pores are just wide open, right? And the water hits. <laughs> Billows of smoke, y'all, are just coming out of my chest. I'm like, ah! It is killing me. It is unbelievable on fire in my chest and nether regions right here. Just fire and scabbing and ooze. I don't need to go into all of it. I needed Nurse Nancy at that moment. Help a brother out. Read the, the, the ingredients. One of the ingredients is hydroside. I don't know if you know about this, but anything that has a side on the end of it, means death <laughs> it does suicide homicide genocide pesticide herbicide hydrocide it means we will kill you is what it means i want to tell you this there's another one decide and if you don't decide it'll kill you you got to make a decision it's time to go and when God says move, we got to move. And when God says jump, you got to jump. And we need to have our lives in order because when that time comes, you got to decide to go. You got to jump in and say, God, I am all in. I'm, I'm, I'm moving. I'm jumping. I'm shaking. I'm doing this. Whatever you're saying to go, I am clued in. I am I'm burning. I'm fired up. I got to decide or there's going to be death that will come to me. And if any of you are sitting in that valley of decision today, We've got to make some decisions that God wants to move. God is not done yet. God wants to still bring life and bring some promises to pass. Amen. And he wants to do it in your life. Would you all stand with me as we close in prayer? Jesus, I just pray over this church, God, that the timings that you have for us, that we would know the time, we would know the season. What are you doing? What are you up to? What's happening? What are you saying? Maybe for some of you in your jobs, you're just thinking, man, what am, I, what am I doing? What's next? God, I know that there's more. Maybe for some of you looking at retirement, God, what, what's, what are you doing? What is next? Maybe you've been in retirement for a while and you're saying, God, how can I still have influence in my life? God, how can I still be maximized in my life? Maybe you're single and you're saying, God, what is it? What you got for me? What is it? God, I want to stay tuned into your timing and I want to decide I want to know what you're saying and jump when you're calling me to jump. Lord, I just pray, God, that you would give us the spirit of discernment in this house, that we would be clued in to the times and the seasons. God, let us discern well and know what you're calling us to, when to jump and when to go. Lord, we honor you in all of this. We ask, God, that your glory would be found in our strength and in our wisdom as we live these lives for you. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're so glad you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.